0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Shereen Colbert, a.k.a. Life Coach ATL. I'm here with my co-host and daughter,
1: Taylor Colbert.
0: And we want to welcome you to our You Are Dope podcast, where we are here to uplift, inspire, spread some love, and have a little bit of fun while we're doing it. Our podcast will be airing every other Wednesday. In the meantime, in between time, make sure you be good to yourself. You're a gift to the world, and you are dope. What up, everyone? Yo, so today we are talking about, we in honor of Black History Month, uh, Taylor decided that she wanted me to read the book 1619 with her. Now, let me just tell you, I don't want to talk about no more slave stuff. I don't want to read no slave books. I don't want to do none of that. I've been around since Roots. okay, and I'm tired of seeing slave movies. And that's what I assumed that it was about. But it was really a lot more different than that. And I didn't actually read the book, but I actually am watching it on Hulu. And it's quite interesting. Okay, Taylor, why did you choose that book uh, to read?
1: Um, so I just heard, um, a lot about it before, um, I borrowed it from my uncle when I was dog sitting his dog and I don't know, it was just interesting to me when I was reading it.
0: Was there anything that stood out to you about the book?
1: Um, I'm not done with it yet. So, I mean, so, um, I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. The book as a whole is just interesting to me.
0: I will say for me, like I started watching the first series and immediately I was like, yo, this is exactly why I didn't want to watch it because it just took me to a bad place. Like things like that just take me to a different place. And I'll tell you why. It's important to watch it. I think it's important to read it as well because it obviously gives you a lot about our history. But it's just some very some really rough shit, man, that black people had to go through, you know, just for the rights to vote. Like that one is the one that really took me out. And I guess you don't really realize like how much people sacrificed and went through for us to have our rights to vote. And it was just, it was sad. Like it was really, 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 really sad. Like what is, I don't know. You're not, you're not watching the episode, but you actually read like the first, the first chapter, at least what took you out or what, what stood out to you as far as the, uh, the voting, the voting part of it.
1: Um, well, I didn't really read like, well, I mean, the chapters are different. So, like, for example, well, I don't I didn't really read on race. I mean, on voting yet. So.
0: I don't know. Well, What did you read?
1: I mean, I read like. Like the chapter, rate. I mean, like the first chapter race and just like how. African like I don't know, like just how African Americans have just approached like their way or their mark in America differently. Like some people don't identify as African American and some people don't have like a sense of nationalism. But then it come to find out like some people do and feel like they have a claim to America because we essentially built it. So it's just like different perspectives. I think that that's the part right there that kind of like took me. Like I didn't even think
0: about it like that. But yeah, like when I would see people back in the day that were that were black that would be you know patriotic. I would be looking at them like, "Yo, this country don't really love you like that. So why are you so patriotic?" And in watching the show, it's like, "Nah, we built this country. <laughs> like, yeah, we have a right to be patriotic. And we have a right to, to to this. Like when you talk about like go back to Africa, and when you hear people say things like that, like it's like, nah, we built this. Like." literally for free so i can understand now it gave me a totally different perspective of like why people of color are patriotic um at first like i said i didn't understand it like a long time growing up i was just like wow you know this there's so much negativity and there's so much stuff that has gone on um over the course of years to black people and you know it just didn't seem like we belong so again watching the show you know and watching people that you know built this country literally by their hands. It made a lot more sense to me. So I got it. You know, and I will touch a little bit on the part that I was talking about, about the voting. Like, my goodness, man, there's this cat that, um, you know, obviously we we weren't able to vote. He showed up on the the Capitol stairs and they ended up taking him to jail. They asked him, you know, were you nervous or were you scared about going to jail? He's like, nah, they've been treating us like shit this whole time. So it really didn't bother me. And plus he was, I think he was like 18 at the time. He was like, you know, look, and when you that young, you feel like you're indestructible. Like there's nothing that can stop you. So he was like, no, nah, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of losing my life. I wasn't afraid of anything like that, but they ended up putting him in jail. And when they put him in jail, I don't quote me on this, but I believe that he asked for some food or he asked for something. And what they ended up doing, the the, the uh, prison guards, is they end up torturing him. And when I say torture, I mean like stretching like oh God, it's hard to even talk about. But like putting clamps or something on his fingers and stretching his body out. Um, and they stretched him out so bad that he was literally about to die. And luckily, someone came in to like monitor the the guards or monitor the the jail. And they saw this young man, you know, strength, strength, strung up and he had feces and peed on himself. And that's the only reason why they say that he actually got let down. And I was just like, that's just again, it just takes me back to like, that's just effed up, man. It's just really, 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 really sad. What are some stuff about the book that like stood out to you um, in the parts that you're reading about the book?
1: Um, so what was kind of interesting to me was seeing how white America has also, well, has just been a bully like the entire time they've come to make them like, well, okay, I'll start out with the colonizers who came to America were fleeing the British and they felt like they were essentially weren't being represented right like they wanted to leave and then they end up owning slaves. So it's just ironic how some of the things that, and the laws that they have put in place are just what they were kind of running from. So they're like just hypocrites to me. Um, and also you never really, well, I don't know if anybody else has ever thought of it, but like the treatment of native Americans in the world as well. Um, like it's just, I don't know. It just, interesting to me how everybody in the world has a relationship with America and like Native Americans or Native Indians just had a terrible time in the place where they essentially lived and just did everything. I don't know. it's just, just white America is just terrible to me.
0: And look, we're not saying that we are uh, uh, anti-white. We are saying we, you know, we pro-black. Just because you pro-black don't mean you got to be anti-white. And for me to even have to even have to say that because we might offend some people. Like I'm tired of apologizing for stuff like that. Like I'm I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. But you're absolutely right. And you know, I don't know if you got to this part yet, T. But the part where they were talking about the African-American women that were slaves, that part just took me out. I mean, I, it, like how our pain, like they really and truly did not think that our pain, that we were that we were built the same. So they would do surgeries on women, on African-American women without any, what is it, anesthesia? They would do surgeries on these women without any anesthesia. Like that is just crazy to me. Like literally ripping them apart because they did not think that they said su- that we suffered the same. And it just was crazy to me. And that took me back to I had a personal experience where I was involved in a car accident with someone um, and he was white. And it was a really bad accident. And we went to the exact same <laughs> ER. OK, when we went to the ER, they literally he went back there and he was like, you know, honestly, I'm really I'm good. You know, I, I, I'm a little shook up, but I'm but I'm OK. I don't have any pains or aches or anything like that. You know what they offered him? <laughs> just guess, T. Like medicine? Yes, the kind of medicine that they offered him. Oh, like perks? Yes. They were like, yo, well, you know, we're going to give me some some I just, it's some perks. And When I went back there, like I literally, I could barely walk. Okay, when I tell you I could barely walk, I could barely walk. You know what they offered me? <laughs> they told my black ass to go home and take some Advil. I was like, wait, no way to God picking minutes. <laughs> this don't make no sense whatsoever. So it was just crazy, like how you know that's how they view us—that we are able to take on this pain—and then fast forward to what four hundred years later. They really are still looking at us like we're very different, you know. Like our pain is just different than white people. So that was crazy to me, especially because the the parallel is still evident to this day that um, yeah, like, people still do that. Pardon me.
1: We were learning in class. Well, it's a well known fact as well about how the infant mortality rate and just black mortality rate during um, labor and delivery for black women is so much higher because. Essentially, black doctors don't listen to us. And like I just heard so many people
0: Wait, black doctors or doctors in general,
1: doctors in general, I feel like um, because even some black doctors I've heard from like my sister in law didn't listen to her. So it's just like just being black women in general. Sometimes it feels like we just can't win.
0: Yeah, that's sad to me. That is like so, so sad. So I know that it seems like it's like depressing, but this is like knowledge that I think that everyone, you know, if even if you're not African-American, that you can go and do some history, go do some research on and just learn about the things that African-Americans had to go through back in the day and, and how there are still times that we're still going through some of this shit. You know, T, I know that you recently had a, a incident with some microaggression. Do you, you want to tell the people about your recent incident that you had with it. What happened?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say um, also, before we move on from the nut 1619, that it just also makes me kind of proud of my history. And like, it just makes me think about how resilient of a race that we are. Um, we shouldn't have to be, but it just makes me even more proud like, to exercise my right to vote, to do things that my answers just have fought for, because essentially it is important, even though people think it's rigged or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Like just exercising our rights and just just learning the backstory and the history behind it. It just makes it even more important. So,
0: no, I couldn't agree even more with that. Like I can't. That is when I when I watched it about the voting and, you know, what what we had to go through and, and I had known a lot of that stuff. But it just made me more like, nah, I need to make sure that I'm telling young people, like, yo, you don't understand what people had to go through for us to get here. Get your ass out there and vote. Like, we got to go out and vote. So I just found it very, very interesting. Um, And it made me more proud. Like you said, it made me just more proud to be black, man. Like, we are resilient people. Like, we... We 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 resilient, man. We we are resilient. But y'all you know, tell people about your story. It's not funny, but I mean, it kind of is because it's still going on to this day about the microaggression that you had to experience when you went to go get your eyes checked. What happened?
1: Um, so yes. Yeah, so, as you all know or some of you may not know, I'm a college student. So, I'm in um um the DMV all by myself. So, I've been blind for as long as I can remember, and I Huh? Your camera, oh, I've, your camera. Been, oh, I've been blind for as long as I can remember. So I've been to multiple eye exams and glasses appointments. So I know how it goes. So you just know when you get a bad vibe from like places. So I walked in because, you know, I needed an eye exam. Um, I walked in and I wasn't greeted by anything except for like, oh, are you here to check in? OK, go sit back there. And, uh, you know, at first, um, no, I had been calling earlier to get them my insurance on the phone. And um, they took my name down. Everything was fine. Um, And it seemed like they had trouble, like, pulling it up, I guess, when I was walking in. Um, So we'll get back to the insurance part later. So I walked back there. um, And there, I think she was, she was Hispanic. But the lady was just very rude and just was... Like didn't introduce herself, stand behind the line, sit down, put your, it was just very weird to me. And I guess I'm used to Southern hospitality as well, but it was just weird. Um, and then my eye doctor, it's just, it was just, he looked at my eye, like switched my vision thing like three times, maybe didn't really listen to what I was saying in terms of my eye pressure and how it felt. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't know. I, it just felt weird being the only black woman there. Um, there weren't any black employees except for one. And I feel like she was the nicest one there. So it was just, yeah, it was just weird for me.
0: Well, th- I, I guess the part th- that really kind of struck me is that when you went to go check out, like they just automatically assumed that you didn't have insurance. But the white lady that came in behind you, they, what oh, yeah. happened?
1: Oh, yeah. So when it was time for me to check out, Um, they, sorry, when it's time for me to check out, um, they were just like, okay, your total balance is going to be blah, blah, blah. And, uh, there's a white lady sitting behind me and they go, oh, are we using insurance today? And I'm like, um, that's weird that you guys didn't ask for my insurance because I have it. And I have a copay, and you guys were trying to make me pay this uh, ridiculous price. And the lady goes, Oh, I just didn't think we were using any. And I just <laughs> feel like that was just a weird assumption. Um, I don't know why she assumed that. But yeah, it was just odd. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as your father, I mean, of course, I I hate stuff like
0: that. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, we still are dealing with things like that in 2023 that we should not have to deal with. I mean, why would you just assume that this young black woman doesn't have insurance that she it, it just bothered me? The whole the whole incident bothered me. So what can we do to celebrate some black history. So one of the things that I do, and this is kind of a transition, but one of the things that I make sure that I do is I make sure that I already buy black anyway, but during Black History Month, I really definitely make it a point to support black-owned businesses. So if you are a person of color, white person, anybody, that's one of the things that you can do like during Black History Month is just try to support black-owned businesses um, because they, some of the white-owned businesses, some of the smaller businesses, they have an upper hand. You know, that, that, that's the truth. That's just the truth of the matter. So I really try to be intentional about where I spend my money at and what I spend my money on. Um, so that is one of the things that I definitely do. And living in Atlanta, Georgia, like it's a lot easier for me because everything downtown Atlanta is black, blackity, black, 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 black. And I love it. Like it's just do you black.
1: Have any recommendations. You said what now? Do you have any recommendations?
0: I do. Actually, I have a good friend of mine um, who makes this shea butter. And it is amazing. And her name is Keisha. And the name of her website is Everything everythingooee, and that's dot com. So go to the website, check it out, and purchase some of her stuff. It's really, really good. And I'll also have, one of my buddies brought me to this place that is in Colony Square. If you're downtown, if you're in Atlanta, it's in Colony Square, and it's called Zaddy's. This is a very, very, very good sandwich spot. So I would definitely suggest going to go check them out as well. Man, look, if you guys know me, y'all know that I love black women. Okay, so anytime that I can support any type of black women or black owned businesses, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, I've been blessed to be surrounded around some very strong and amazing black women. My ex-wife is a dope, amazing black woman. My daughters, I'm helping raise, you know, two Beautiful, amazing, smart, intelligent black women. My sister is one of the strongest black women that I know. So I've always just loved, love, love, love black women. Um, so, yeah. How about you, T? Any, can you, do you have any suggestions or any black owned business, anything like that that you support?
1: Um. Well, just being from or being a student at HBCU, I would just, one, check on your college students because we'd be going through it. And two, if you're going to donate, which I feel like you should donate to colleges and especially your alma mater, whatever the case might be, donate to the black students. Because if you don't donate directly to the students, it goes to administration. And administration does nothing with the funds. So, <laughs> moral of the story donate directly to your HBCU black students. <laughs> Thank you and happy birthday. <laughs>
0: Okay. Hey, y'all, that is going to conclude our episode for today. Um, We just definitely want to make sure that we touched on Black History Month and the 1619 Project. Read the book. Check out the series on Hulu. It's a really good series. It took me a little while to get through it because it's very, very tough to watch some of it, but it's important. It's important that we know our history. It's important that white people know our history. It's important to know the things that black people are still going through. Um, and it's important to support, to support black owned businesses, to support black students. I mean, everyone does not have the same opportunities. And so I'm hoping that in this episode right here, that you guys got a chance to listen to some of the things that we still experience to this day, because it's not over yet. Even though we think that it is, it's really not. So, yo, be good to yourself. You know that I already think that you're a gift to the world. you dope as hell. I believe that. Do you And uh, we're going to sign out. We're going to tune out right now. Deuces.
1: Bye.